Ladies and gentlemen, season seven, episode three of the Washed Up Podcast. It's just me and Brez today. Brez, hello. What up, what up? It's, uh, we tried to think about what we're going to talk about, and uh, we got some sports to catch up on, and we have some real life to talk about. Um, all in all, we're going to wing most of it. Happy to have you back, and we look forward to what comes up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Washed Up Podcast. Give Brady and James your thoughts. Let's get it. You can come get me. I'm in the windy city. So you can come get me. I'm in the windy city. Be kit like a Louisville slugger and I'm putting this in the field because I've been seeing this coming around the bend. Get the bands by the trend next summer, run the man. Quit playing, got a plan for my commas, huh? Shit is a breeze. Me and my ego, we think of some thieves. I got tricks up my sleeve. And I'm playing for keeps. I don't answer that no one. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, team, friends, life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. Brady yeah. and James had some things pop up. Uh, the show must go on. That's showbiz, baby. So me and Brez are stepping in to try and do our best. Matthew, how are you today? I'm fantastic. I'm a little sweaty. It's pretty hot outside. It went from super cold <laughs> to bat winging it. It's pretty much like our takes week in and week out. Yeah. We talk about our takes last week, and they have gone from freezing cold to scorching hot takes, just like the weather. Mm-hmm. I think we said that the Heat Sixers was going to be a clean sweep or a gentleman's sweep. That series is now tied two to two. Yeah. Joel Embiid came back and not only did he, he didn't even have a stellar game in his first game back, but they found a way to win. And then James Harden became James Harden again. Weird that it's in the playoffs and I don't know how to bet the rest of the NBA. I, well, like this is the way I see James Harden is just like fool's gold. Like, from really far away is really appealing. He'll still find a way to fuck it up, lose it for the Sixers, and make it everyone else's problem. And they already have enough of that with Doc Rivers. Yeah, and it's just a matter of, like, how and when. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's played great the last couple of games. Mm -hmm. And it's more... It's easier for him to take a backseat shooting the ball now because of the emergence of Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, because like shit. he looks like a like a superstar in the making. He's sure. so good offensively. But I mean, like he just get he'll he'll get burned on defense and then not try, and then I I don't know is it just because he's like moody or like what the deal is? Because he came into the league as a defensive specialist. Yeah, and just like it seems like he's incapable of giving a fuck. Right. When it he, is when it he is, plays defense. Yeah. For him to come out of Arizona State, no beard, as a defensive specialist, completely change that once you grow a beard. I mean, I get it. I get it. Once you get facial hair, things kind of change. Yeah. You know, somehow. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like that one book from the Bible where the guy like gets all of his power from his hair. <laughs> it's like that with James Harden's beard. But like the more that the hair grows from his chin instead of his head the less he cares about defense and the more he cares about <laughs> offense. You kind of need the visual because I'm like using my yeah. hands here. Um, good radio. Uh, but yeah, I, I, 
I mean, I think that the Sixers can get past the Heat because the Heat are getting no facilitation from the point guard position, and I don't think Kyle Lowry's coming back, is he? I don't think. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. And I mean, like Jimmy Butler, he's an okay facilitator. Yeah, he's not a facilitator to get you through the NBA Finals. No, or the Eastern Conference Semis at this point. Because I mean, like Bam Adebayo. He is one of the people that can give Joel Embiid like a hard time. You're still not going to stop him, mm-hmm. yeah. but like you can unsettle him right. a little bit. But then again, if you you're outclassed in one of the two guard positions defensively every time, because I mean Tyler Hero is really kind of emerged this year. Is like he can be a primary scorer for sure. But it's the same thing with Harden. Like it, he puts all of his effort on one side of the ball. And then gets exposed. Like that's that's why Tyrese Maxey is so effective. Like, yeah, because Jimmy Butler is on James Harden, and Tyler Hero's doing who knows what um, to stop yeah. <laughs> Tyrese Maxey. So yeah. it's like a catch twenty two. And I mean, the other ancillary defenders on the Heat, they're like solid, but I don't think Victor Oladipo is ever going to be great again. Like he's too slow now. Yeah. Like Tobias Harris is probably a little bit of a class above anyone else on the Heat defensively. Yeah, maybe somebody can tell us that we're wrong. I I don't think that the Heat will get past the Sixers now. Yeah, and that is so it's crazy. Fucking nuts. We the amount of things that have changed. That's the crazy thing about doing this a week, once a week, and the amount of times we've just been proven wrong in day in and day out. Yeah. Like Oladipo, I could see I, it sucks for him that he's not going to be what he could have been. Yeah. That's a bummer. But going back to your facilitating, he might have to just take that role. Yeah. Like he's going to have to if he wants to succeed in this world right now. So he's going to have to bring the ball up, get really good at ball handling, and yeah. be like the Rondo of yeah. a team. Because, like, Jimmy Butler, what he's best at, I think, is working off ball mm-hmm. on, like, pick and rolls inside of the paint to, yeah. like, facilitate mid-range, mid-range jump shots right? or chances at the basket. His game completely changes if he has to bring the ball up. Yeah, yeah. and he is a subpar three-point shooter. You don't want him <laughs> shooting six or more threes a game like it's that's not going to be a path to success yeah and like i saw somebody with the take on twitter that i actually completely agreed with is at this point they're rooting for a warriors sixers final Mm. just so we can get steph versus harden again and because like the rockets took the Warriors to was it six or seven when Chris Paul was on the Rockets and Chris Paul got hurt and he like pulled his hamstring and then missed game seven. Yeah, it was seven because didn't the Rockets have three already? Yep, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that Rockets team, I mean, they had Clint Capella still. Yeah. The fact that they didn't win one with that team is like, whoa. Yeah. And the fact that Chris Paul was like, fuck you, James Harden, so hard that he was like, get me out of here. After like half a season was it one full season or half a season i thought i i don't know I, yeah I, chris paul's been he couldn't make the colors of the rainbow with the jerseys he has yeah um but yeah i think now it's the eastern conference kind of looks like 
Are we going to get Bucks Sixers and have centers duke it out? Are we going to get Heat Celtics and have the total score be 60 to 61? <laughs> yeah. Like what? Either way it matches up that way, it seems weird, but then we're probably going to get one or the opposite from each. Like it could be Sixers, it would probably be Sixers Celtics the way it's looking right now. Yeah. But God knows that if we say that right here, yeah, this it's going to be Heat Bucks. Yeah. So, well, Chris Middleton should be back. If not for game five, then game six. Mm. And, I i mean, that's a big difference maker. I mean, because you've created an effective defensive game plan if you're the Celtics. Mm-hmm. But that's not factoring in Chris Middleton, yeah. who is, like, an elite-level scorer. And he's also – he's uh, – I don't know if I would say elite defensively, but he's good. Yeah. Like, you can stick him on Jason Tatum and be like, okay – call for help when needed yeah but like that's your assignment for sure absolutely or I'm- or jalen brown i mean like what the what the celtics have as a core like they on paper i think should be the best team in the east for a long time yeah it's crazy to see al horford kind of find the um fountain of youth again he, dude and like- it makes no sense <laughs> they traded his ass away from the same team like Literally two years ago. I know. How I have to find out how old he is because what he did, he posterized Giannis as what, an 85 year old? Yeah. And the other funny thing about L. Horford, for whatever reason, he always gets startled by the ball on free throws when it hits the rim. He's fucking 35. It's so sad that we think that's like ancient. But for for the NBA, for it who? is for professional sports. It's fucking not LeBron, to mention a big man. Yeah, but also LeBron's thirty-seven. Yeah, so like this just doesn't make sense. Like D Wade, let's see. Like uh, it just doesn't make sense. A lot of things don't make sense years wise. Oh, D Wade's forty, so yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that in my head I can make sense yeah. of. It's uh, it's kind of wild that the. Bucks Celtics matchup is playing out the way that everyone thought the Celtics Nets matchup was going to play out. Right. Like right. where it's like you have I have no idea how how or who is going to win the series. No idea. But whatever outcome, I won't be surprised Mm-mm. unless it's the next team wins the next two games. Like that would surprise me. I fully expect this to go. Seven, seven and, and nine overtimes in yeah. game seven. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks. it's crazy. Like, basketball is the one sport where if you have the best player on the floor, you always have a chance. Yeah. Whereas, like, you look at the Angels and Mike Trout. Yeah. He's been the – and Shohei Otani. Yeah. It's like they have the Michael Jordan and LeBron of baseball on the same team, but because they never figured out a pitching staff, yeah. it never worked out. I mean, now it looks a little different this year. Yeah. But, like, if you have Giannis, you have a chance. Mm-hmm. Which is bananas. Like – Yeah. And that's – this kind of circles into the Bulls because – now Zach Levine is like, well, maybe I don't want to come back to Chicago because all the fans are like, he's not the guy. Yeah. Who came out? Who tweeted at him or something? Like, I saw it was like some young guard that tweeted at him. Fuck, who is it? Wasn't Ja, was it? No, it wasn't Ja. I don't think it was Trey either. Was it Trey? Oh, DeWante Murray. Yeah, yeah, it was. The Spurs. 
I mean, that would get them nowhere either. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> like DeJounte Murray and Zach Levine's games, like, I guess it would be similar to how people were saying that Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan wouldn't fit together. Yeah. Because DeJounte Murray actually plays elite defense. Mm-hmm. And Zach clearly doesn't. So it's like you have one elite defender, one subpar defender for an average backcourt defense. But DeJounte Murray facilitating a bunch of steals, feeding Zach Levine on the fast break, that could be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. It could be fun to watch. But I just don't understand why we're already, like, jumping down Zach's throat. Like, I, I get And the dude was hurt, like, yeah. this whole year. He's playing injured the entire time, and I... He's got knee problems in the history of it, but I don't know. It's just the guy in me that's like, ah, he's our guy. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm taking Brady's <laughs> Brady's words right now. My guys are my guys until they're not my guys. Yeah, 100%. And, like, if it's possible, like, in the realm of, like, if it's in the cards mm-hmm. that we could turn Zach Levine and Kobe White or Zach Levine, Kobe White, and Derek Jones Jr. into – Donovan Mitchell. Yeesh. That's something like he's not my guy anymore, but fuck yeah, we yeah. have Donovan Mitchell. For like, real. For real. Because they both Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell is are saying that it's it's him or me kind of thing. Right. And in terms of like a big man trade package, mm-hmm. the only team that makes more sense than the Bulls in the Eastern Conference, because they're not going to trade him to a Western Conference team. Right, that'd be foolish. Would be the Atlanta Hawks, because they could just be like, all right, here's John Collins in a bench piece. Right. Because the contracts match up. Like, if we are going to trade Vooch for Rudy Gobert, one, that's going to change the entire dynamic of the team. Mm-hmm. Sure, you get... We could have a defensive death lineup. For sure. Like, you're, you're talking Lonzo at the one, Caruso two... DeMar three, Pat Williams four, Rudy Gobert five. Good luck. Yeah, seriously. Like that, I, on paper, to me, that's a better defensive lineup than what the Celtics are running out there right now. And that's like, I forgot who said it, but it, the meme was like, here, man, damn. Like that, that was, this was the first defensive player of award, the uh, defensive player of the year award that was just like, here, man, take it. Yeah. Like, just because like Marcus Smart was like, basically campaigning so hard for himself. And I mean, yeah, he is an elite defensive guard. Yeah. I would still rather have Rudy Gobert on my team 11 times out of 10. Yeah. Than, than Marcus Smart. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it somehow gave Marcus Smart this like pedigree that doesn't feel earned. Yeah. You know, like he's not an all-star. Mm-hmm. So I, one thing like that, like the awards just don't really mean anything anymore yeah. in any category. Like, I, six man of the year, you can make an argument for goddamn near everybody. Yeah. Like, whoever you choose not to start, they're still getting starters minutes. Yeah, like, that yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, just, you're starting, you're not starting him for what? And then he comes in five minutes after start to torch for 20 points yeah. like Tyler take the, Hero. Take the last guy off the bench just because you're, you want to start the game with right. these specific matchups. Yeah, the six man of the year shit is... I think it's kind of a stupid award in some yeah. regards. It does give some credence to, like, I'm a bench mob champion. Right. Which I respect. Totally. But, like... I want to see... Give me 
the 12th man of the year award. Yeah. Like I want the guy who comes in like Matt Thomas, who fucked us out of the under. <laughs> yeah. That's the 12th that was man. So of the year. annoying. That's the 12th man of the year Dude, coming in, in in a game yeah. that is already a blowout and hits three threes in four seconds. Dude, that was so whack. I was because it was it was locked in. He comes into the he comes onto the court, hits four threes in a minute. We're like, what the fuck? We're up. We're already 40. Bidding by forty. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he was trying to get us to a fifty piece McNugget, but what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Show me the guys that get in for a combined like night, like a full game combined throughout the entire season. Who's yeah. the best of those guys? Like who's the best worst guy in the NBA? You know who it was a few years ago? Legend, friend of the program in spirit, David Nwaba. David Nwaba, triple double free. Yes. And Brian Scalabrini at some point. Yeah. Dude, he got a, he was actually a baller on the Celtics. Yeah, I know, for real. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like he was memed into oblivion. Yeah. But like if you go back and look at some of his highlights, he like cooked. Yeah. Dude, when he heated up, he heated up. Like he yeah. would, he could drain five threes in like one spurt off yeah. the bench when like before the analytical yeah. revolution thing. And like he would dunk on your face and his fat, sweaty belly would hit you <laughs> in the face. And you're like, wow. I just got a whole lot of sweat on my face. Yeah, he's he's one one in a draft of players you just can't not like oh the 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 video clip of him where he was just like these kids like these high school kids were talking shit and yeah. he goes in and cooks yeah. the shit out of them yeah when he was like shooting around at like a some rec center and they're like oh, i could fuck up brian scalabrini he's like no you can't yeah he's, i played in the professionals and the whole time he's playing this kid he's beating him 11 to nothing yeah he keeps running it back he's like you're never gonna score on me you're <laughs> never gonna be anything kid i was in the nba the bottom guy on the bench in the nba would cook you i played minutes yeah. like and the kid was just like okay you're breaking my spirit and he was like <laughs> good good yeah i hope i kill it here <laughs> And the kids like quit basketball. Yeah, dude, that's like me when I was like uh, probably a sophomore, and I still thought I was going to go to the NBA. I was like, I could beat Brittany Griner. It's like, yeah. no, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's a professional basketball player who is six eleven. Yeah. She's she going to murder drop me. me. Yeah. She'll, she'll drop a hip into me and send me flying backwards. Yeah. I'm I, like the audacity for us to think that we could take on players like that is the washed up mentality like i could yeah get off my couch and put up money against brian scalabrini yeah it's like no you can't dude i've been looking into this so extensively and i haven't swung a baseball bat since grade school <laughs> but the vr headset with like where you can get like mlb pitchers i was like i can hit one out on one of these guys <laughs> and it's like did you ever even hit one out in little league baseball okay in like all-star uh, b league i hit one over the fence at the mini wrigley place yeah because we were allowed to use like the big barrel bats yeah. at the travel tournaments the, before was, they before they got uh next for being too illegal yeah yeah dude i was raking in that tournament i yeah. was like i am a golden god yeah. all i hit is home runs <laughs> But like, it's just like, if you squared up solid contact and those fences were like 230 feet, yeah. like they, nothing. they were nothing. It was nothing. like, that, like that would be porch. an outfielder sprinting in to catch it in the MLB. And yeah. I'm still like, 
I, I want to try and hit a 98 fastball. Like I murdered that ball. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Dude, and then you hear stories about like Prince Fielder and he would come to be like BP with his dad. Mm-hmm. And when he was in eighth grade, he was hitting like second deck home runs. And you're like, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Like no 14 year old should yeah. have the strength in their body to do that. And then you look at that guy's like lower half in it. And I'm a huge guy right now. His lower half was probably about the same as me, and I'm about 240. <laughs> like, that guy was a bowling ball. Yeah. The argument of, like, if if one of us lined up in front of, a per, like, a good Jacob deGrom, 100 pitches, do we get one in play? And it's like, no. Jacob deGrom, no way. He throws anything inside, I'm out. Yeah. I, I'm stepping to the back of the batter's box, closing my eyes, and yeah. throwing the bat at the middle of the zone. <laughs> Hoping, closing my yeah. eyes. And I even did that in high school, and somehow I still think I could get a hit off a major league pitcher. What am I thinking? Dude, anyone <laughs> throws a breaking pitch, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? That moved way more than any pitch I've ever seen live. <laughs> yeah. When somebody had a good curveball in high school, I was like, how is this guy not being recruited? Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm a dumbass. Dude, it's crazy. And, like, you see kids now. Like, so my coworker's son played at the at this one high school and his son was like he's already burnt out on baseball and I'm like what the fuck is his problem like he's living the dream this kid was drafted out of high school in the 11th round and said no decided to like he wanted to go to an Ivy League school Mm -hmm. all the Ivy League baseball coaches were like you're never gonna come here and like, cause he was getting offers from like Oregon state, Oklahoma state. Oh yeah. The money teams. Yeah. And he ends up going to Caltech, but like, it's one of the, that's like, it's basically MIT and Caltech for like engineering. Yeah. Like they're, on, they're a class of their own mm-hmm. and he's just playing baseball and he's a pitcher. He's like, dude, I've been pitching since high school. I will never have a chance of pitching in the pros. Yeah. And it's like, that's how that works. Like they just convert outfielders like that. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they just take guys with like a lot of velocity and be like, Hey, can you hold the ball with three hand or three fingers? Yeah. Okay. That's a change up. (laughs) Like, and it's like, what? Yeah. And one of his, um, teammates was like, uh, like a first round pick top 10, overall oh fuck um for the diamondbacks and randy johnson (laughs) no uh it wasn't alec thomas either but this kid is like a sophomore at caltech and he's like i think he's already gotten a no hitter because they play in like a nothing conference but this kid's got like he's got velocity he throws like 96 yeah and can throw a slider a curveball and a change up and it's like why not take a shot yeah. at the minor leagues? Yeah, seriously. Well, it's because they can't live. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he graduates from Caltech and is still like kicking ass, yeah. I'm going to get my coworkers ear about it and be like, you should stick with baseball. Right. You got to see. I, I mean, like if you have an engineering degree from one of the top two schools in the United States, yeah. you're going to get a job. Yeah. It's like Emery. He fucking has. Three Olympics, maybe I don't even know anymore. Um, but he also has a fucking engineering degree from Marquette. Yeah, it's like you're gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, and it like it makes me so jealous for like somebody who is like that good at their craft. Uh huh. Where teams 
Like the 10th round in MLB draft, like that's still pretty high. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll make it to the bigs more likely than not, even in like a spurt chance. Yeah. If you just stick with it. And he yeah. was like, no, nah, baseball's lame. I was like, it's not lame. It's the best. Yeah. Except everybody thinks baseball's lame and it's dying because of the MLB, but whatever. We don't have to talk about that for the eighth time. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Like, I do think killing the ball has like a negative effect on it. Like people like to For see home sure, runs. Chicks dude. dig the long ball. Chicks dig the long ball, man. That's just fact. But I mean, if they're really eliminating the shift next year with this ball, like situational hitting and stuff, that 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 could become a thing. The White Sox could benefit from that because Tony LaRusso's old ass never even shifts anyway. Yeah. So like. We, well, it doesn't matter if we can't figure out the defense, but right. that's, that's for later. That's, <laughs> um, we'll tabletop that. But seriously, like, I get trying to, like, lengthen. But the thing is, like, if you're playing small ball, you're making the length of the game longer. Right. And you're going to make, you're going to have more two to one, one to zero games. Right. Nobody wants to sit around and watch that shit. No. People would rather see a 14 to 13 walk off home run in the bottom of the ninth with 10 home runs. Right. And I know pitchers are like, well, but we can't use this sticky stuff. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You're still going to get paid a lot if you're really good. Right. And like you see guys like that one kid, he's a college baseball player for Tennessee. And he's like continually hitting like 103 to 105. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. And then you look at his spin rates and you know, he's not using the sticky shit, but it's like his fastball spin rate is like 3000. It's like, that's like most, that's like an elite curveball. Like the fact that he's getting that on a fastball is, it doesn't make sense. But also for the game to like live on and have fans and put butts in seats, let them do all this shit. Like have the ball be the same, have the pitchers be able to use the tack, fucking put cork in the bats. Who gives a fuck anymore? I completely agree. And it's like what my college water polo coach said all the time. He's like, fuck it. I want to see how far the human body can yes. be pushed. Yes. Like do a full steroid, every performance enhancing <laughs> drug for basketball. He's like, fuck it. Make the rims 15 feet tall. I, I, see was, who can just, still dunk. I was just about to say that. Let's put a rim more like a foot higher each year and see who's still got game. Yeah. Like, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Dude, it would be so entertaining. Yeah. And then you could have classical sports yeah. versus the juice sports. <laughs> I bet you the juice sports gets more people watching. That's like, what was that? It was so sick. It was on MTV after school. Slam we ball. That was the sickest shit of all time. <laughs> Why is that not still a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, trampoline basketball and foul shots were like a one-on-one dunk. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That was so sick. <laughs> I want us to bring that back. It definitely should be back. I would love playing that, except I'm also a bitch and don't want to get tackled in basketball. Oh, dude, there would be some gnarly injuries, too. Mm -hmm. Like if you hit like a soft spot where like a guy's going way up in the air and then like crunches all of his bones. You're like, ooh, those ankles are never working again. Uh -uh. That wouldn't be chill. (laughs) But seeing like crazy ass dunks. Yeah, that'd be pretty chill. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. So we didn't, t- we let's get to the Western conference real quick. So jaws out. 
He's yeah, done. stick a fork in the Grizz. Yeah. They put up a fight last night. For sure. And, like, I don't know. They, they, the Grizzlies kind of brought themselves down. I think they leaned in a little too much to, like, nobody respects us. We're Memphis, grit and grind. Yeah. After that Dylan Brooks foul mm-hmm. and all the Memphis fans were like, what did he do? Bro, he broke that dude's elbow. Like, I had, I broke my elbow once. I, I'm never supposed to play contact sports again. Yeah. Like, for Gary Payton, that could potentially be a career ender. And, like, that guy did grind for six years to get to that point. That sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. And for, like, the Jordan Poole on John Morant, it's not, like, that's not how you fuck up your knee. Yeah. Like, somebody lightly pulling your knee on accident is not how you fuck up your knee. Yeah, that's why, and I'm sure every Memphis Grizzlies fan would fucking hate for me to say this. It's why Ja reminds me so much of Derrick Rose. Like, he is so athletic with his frame that he's, like, practically reckless with it. Mm -hmm. Like, going up for these ridiculous post-rising dunks, jumping so high with... Clearly no soft spot to land. Like, you're going to land hard. On someone or something or an ankle. And if you land hard on somebody, that ankle's fucked. Yeah. Like. You'd almost rather just just land on your ass. Dude, seriously. A broken tailbone's a lot better than a fucking. Shattered ankle. Yeah. Shattered ankle. Super fucked up knee. Like, Like, remember when Giannis. We thought his career was over last oh, year. Oh, he hyperextended the shit Dude, out of his, his knee. knee looked like a bow and arrow. Yeah. Or a bow from a bow and arrow. <laughs> but, and then he was like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm cool. I like, that's what I was hoping would happen with Ja, but yeah, dude. I mean, good for the Grizz. Like, they, they've got their guy. They've got a really solid core to build around, and mm-hmm. they still have cap to spend. No cap. Like... No cap, they got cap. No cap, they got cap. Like yeah. They could add another max contract. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. One thing that was super funny was that Pat Beverly was still trying to stay relevant and tweeted, oh, I didn't see 45 points against us. Like, yeah, dude, and you, it's like, you you're lost at home. This series. Yeah, go to Cabo, bro. Yeah, your, your arguments are now invalid. Mm-hmm. You lost. Like, just take it on the chin, even though that's not him and we would expect nothing different. Keep it up, Pat Beverly, I guess. I love you so much. Sorry, Brady. Um, I just want to wait for Brady's text tomorrow after this comes out. I'll be like, yeah. I told you not to say it, and you said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you said something positive about Pat Beverly. Yep. Um, okay, so Luca's just doing it himself, and the Suns, um, Chris Paul looks good. So good for him. Yeah. This, this might finally be the year that Chris Paul gets one because – I think that the Suns, in the remaining, of the remaining teams, Mm -hmm. have the most ammo to go against the Warriors. Like, when the Warriors are at full strength, they're still the Warriors they were from five years ago. Right. And, like, I mean, Sands, Kevin Durant, but they're so good, man. They are. And, like, when Clay heats up, it's just game over. Right. Like, sure, he doesn't have the same defensive wherewithal that he used to, and that's mostly probably because of conditioning, and he was out for two calendar years. Right. 
you can't expect him to have that back, but he's out for 600 days. Yeah. The dude is still a walking bucket. And right. like when he heats up, it's like, he's like the player in 2k where it's like, if you use that team, you're like, Oh, I hate you. Like, right. You're whack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he, cause he just doesn't miss. That's like anyone who would build their team, like on my teams when you would play online, which mm-hmm. I played with Kevin a few times. Shout out Kev. Um, and they would have like the, uh, it was like pink diamond Steph Curry. And I was like, all right, well, fuck you. Cause you're just going to be pulling up from half court. Cause he doesn't miss. Right. And like, they don't play any form of offense. Mm-hmm. So you would try it and like, cause there was a command for a while, like hard foul. And like, sometimes you could injure them Ooh. and it was like, all right. Saucy. Yeah. Now's when I go. Yeah. That was when I Dylan Brooks this. Yeah. And Dylan Brooks, not knowing how to English when he was basically trying to say, I'm sorry, was so funny. He was like, if I could go back in time and time, I would go back and not injure him. And I was like, what? If dude? I could turn back time. That was yeah. the acapella version of the Washed Up podcast, season seven, episodes three. So um, stick around for more. Maybe that'll happen. It was pretty tight. It was good. It was good. Um, all right. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be Warriors Celtics. But as I say that, I know it's going to be Bucks Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Bucks Sixers would be fun. It would be electric. And so I'm I'm going to say that it's Warriors Celtics knowing it's not going to be. Yeah. Warriors Celtics would be like the immovable force versus the unstoppable object. Yeah. Which would be kind of fun to see, but I think be. I think the Celtics will get routed. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know if Robert Williams can stay healthy and like he can really take away the drive like from Steph. Mm-hmm. But Steph would just start doing those like moonshot floaters from yeah. like the the free throw line, and it's like, well, all right, now we're just gonna pull Robert Williams out of the paint, and then some guy cutting is gonna dunk on your face. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I just talked my way through that. It's still going to be a Warriors round. <laughs> it's Warriors Celtics. But man, I really don't want that to be the case. No, either do I. I would, in a perfect world, I would say, I don't know. I mean, I don't see the Mavs getting by the Suns. I don't, I mean, it would be cool, but Luka needs so much more. Yeah. And he's never. The fact that they got two is pretty wild. Yeah. And now they're six-point dogs at back at Phoenix tonight, and uh, oh, I'm gonna hammer that with reckless abandon. Them to cover, or Suns to cover. Suns to cover. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same, which is a little scary. And uh, the Sixers are plus two and a half against the Heat at Miami. Ooh, yeah, that's one I don't want to touch, dude. I don't want to touch any of it. Like yeah. I. I Round, That's one I don't even want to tease. Right. Round one, I had some success. Round two, like game ones, killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since round one, I got a little too cocky and it has been bad. Mm-hmm. And I always say I should fade myself, but my thoughts, I don't have any thoughts. I just click buttons and then I'm like, ooh, I hate what I just did. And then it's always the opposite. Yeah. And last night, I since I like can't watch the games most of the time. I had a parlay. I think it was like Bucks to win and Grizzlies to cover. 
and I must have thought that I had Celtics, so I hedged. I was oh, like, no. I hedged nothing. Yeah. Oh, and then no. the Warriors <laughs> just won. Yeah. And didn't cover. So I was like, oh, you idiot. Read your bets, read the slips, and fucking make a change. Ah! I've just been sticking to betting baseball. I've been sticking primarily to like pitcher over and under strikeouts. Yeah. And whoever goes up against the Dodgers, or not the Dodgers, the Tigers, Mm -hmm. I usually take the over. Thank God I didn't this morning because Frankie Montas had one strikeout, I think, maybe two. And his, his, his line was six and a half. But I did take the over on Tarek Skubal by accident. And that hit. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Lucky me. Yeah. Because I thought I took the under. <laughs> I took a White Sox team total over last night. And I. What was it? Three and a half? It was. And I. Three got, and a half? It really was. I got it at three and a half at like minus 140. And oh, then it moved man. to four and a half at like plus 110. Um, but I had it at three and a half. And like I. Uh, yeah. Nailed it. And hit it in the first two innings. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm back. And then I forgot that I hit. I also bet everybody to Homer. Yeah. Oh, shit. Except for the people who did. Yeah. Oh, that's and the way that yeah, it's I the know. way the cookie crumbles. And then I also hedged a bet that I had already lost. So I'm like, what are you doing other than creating a nightmare scenario for yourself? Oh, yeah. Big time. I've, I do that all the but time. But speaking of it, anyway, I took White Sox team total and Giolito's over strikeouts for tonight. So oh, who, yes. So if that doesn't hit, guys, um, sorry. Well, you're not going to hear this till tomorrow anyway, so I'm not sorry. Um, I think we put up 10 today. Fuck. God damn it. It's the I, same lineup as last night, sub Harrison for Lurie Garcia. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, I mean we're here. We're ta- we'll talk about it. Uh, so White Sox had a six-run lean going into the top of the ninth. Couldn't close it out and ended up losing 12-9. to nine. It's all Lewis and Tosha's fault. They left early. Yeah. They said the game was over. I also kind of want to take some blame here, too. Uh-oh. Yeah. So I was texting with Ryan Nelson, and uh, he was like, he was telling me, he was keeping me updated because I don't have cable currently, and I couldn't watch. And so we were up, and I still, I needed, like, Jose Brady to get a hit. So I just kept refreshing. I was like, oh, man. Like, it's, it's the top of the ninth, and we're up in Abreu Bats next inning. We're not going to get it. And then so I have Apple TV, and I turned it on just to see if, like, somehow it was there. Turned it on, and the next thing you know, the bases were loaded. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then, like, three pitches later, there was a grand slam. And I was like, this is my fault. Yeah. And I turned off the game, hoping that it would go back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> and it did not. Yeah. It got even worse. Oh, and yeah. Jose Abreu went 0 for 6, and I needed one hit. Yeah. Oh, that's so miserable. And I don't know if you guys heard, but I also hedged a bet I had already lost. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday just wasn't a good day. And, like, my mental health outside of gambling is not good anyway. And you add, like, the mental wherewithal of gambling as well. And it was just a wrong combination at the wrong time. Yeah. Bad vibes. Oh, yeah, 100%. Good news. I was catching a lot of grief from the one Indians fan 
Guardians fan that's the, in my fantasy baseball league. I thought you were going to say the one Guardians fan on the planet. Well, yeah, there, <laughs> there's probably 10. And I so happen to know one of them. Yes. So 10% of their entire fan base. <laughs> and I'm playing against him this week. And he was like, so how about that White Sox game? I was like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. And out of spite, I picked up, what was his name? Josh Naylor. Yeah. And put him into my starting lineup. Uh, and I was like, now he's going to go 0 for 4 with 4Ks. And he had two home runs. Eight RBIs. <sighs> dude, that's brutal. That's brutal. When they started pitching to him, I was like, walk him. Yeah. Walk him. There's an open base. Yeah. The other thing is, Tanner Banks is reeling. Get him the fuck out. Just give him a pat on the ass and be like, "It's, uh, it's sorry that the errors kind of bit you in the ass. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. He was obviously fucked in his own head. Mm-hmm. And then we leave it to, oh, now it's a closed situation. Just bring Liam in if he's fucking warmed up already. Right. God, Tony. Yeah. Also, uh, it sucked that we ruined Michael Kopech's start and also Joe Kelly's first outing as a sock. Yeah, that hurt. They both threw wonderfully, mm-hmm. and then shit was thrown at fans. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Clo- not being able to close out six-run lead in the top of the ninth really hurts, really takes a toll on the fan base. Um, but somehow, some way, we're going to find a way back because last week we were like, everything's shit, and then we went on a six-game win streak from the last time we recorded and then right before we record, we blow a six-run lead. What do they want from us, and yeah. why can't we have nice things? I'm trying to stay positive. Like, there, there were more positive takeaways yesterday than the colossal collapse that yeah, was. Yeah, we scored eight run, nine runs for the first time. Since. Yeah, and Sheets shoulder pulls, Pollock shoulder pulls. Kopech now has the lowest ERA in baseball. Yeah. Like, we have a squad, and Lance Lynn is coming back in two to three weeks. Yeah. That's phenomenal news. Yeah. And like, if we can put up eight runs on a normal night. Yeah. Oh, you know who also needs some of this blame is Liam Hendricks because he went on Waddle and Sylvie earlier that day and was like, I feel unhittable right now. Ah, good. Good. That's what you want from your closer. I mean, I, I want him to have that mentality every time he takes the mound but like you don't go out in public saying it. Yeah, but he does. Like yeah. that's the and he had a, he actually had a quote today that I'll he said uh Kopech looked phenomenal out there and we had an opportunity to give him his first win of the year and that didn't come to fruition because I didn't do my job. So I respect we took, that. I respect the shit out of that. That's awesome. But also do your fucking job. Like, you're supposed to be one of the best closers in baseball. Yeah. And we have yet to see it. And apparently, like, he did this last year, sure. And Abreu always has a slow start, sure. But history has a tendency to repeat itself, and we don't have a good history. Yeah. At all. Yeah, we have nothing to lean on. Yeah. So for every, like, when people say, like, he did this last year or this is fine, he'll get there eventually, it's like, get where? We've yeah. never gotten anywhere. Yeah. So that argument doesn't make sense to me. 
but it also feels like the right thing to say to like the fan base. Yeah. You know, this is how he does. This is how he starts every year. Well, that's not good because we haven't done anything that proves that that's okay in the long run. It's like the other person that I'm really, really mad at is Tim Anderson. Yeah. He's got more errors. What was the stat? You said? He has more errors than the Yankees and the Royals as teams. He has nine errors. Shout out Nicky Lopez. Yeah. Get his ass over here. My boy. <laughs> um, For those who don't know, Brez and Nicky Lopez go way back. Yeah. High school leadership group. JKB, what's up? <laughs> um, <laughs> but like seven of his nine errors have come against the Guardians. Yeah. So his defense otherwise has been okay. Yeah. Two errors otherwise. It's like he's in his own head with the Guardians. Like the Guardians are, they have frontal lobe real estate in, in Tim Anderson's For brain. sure. Because the other thing last night, he was trying to hit a home run so fucking hard mm -hmm. every time he went to bat. Or it's just like, dude, just be you. Put the bat on the ball. Right. I mean, who cares if you hit a, like, a swinging bunt? You have the speed to beat it out. Right. Just get on base. Mm -hmm. Just get on base. That's all. Because, like, it's what Stoney always says. When Tim goes, the team goes. Mm -hmm. We scored eight runs without him getting on base at all. Until the eighth or ninth? Yeah, when he had a double. Yeah. And that was served up to him on a silver platter on a three-in-one count. Yeah. I mean, like, if he... And he rarely works a count because he's so aggressive first pitch. Yeah. Like, if the first pitch is anywhere close, he's going to swing. And granted, he does have a shit ton of first pitch homers. Feel the dreams. Every start against... Um, is it the Royals that he always does that against? He does it against the, a lot the of... The Royals? Yeah, the Royals specifically. He, he does it all the time after a divisional, like ser like a couple divisional series. Like he'll yeah. do it against the first pitch of the next team that's not in our division all the time. Yeah. But one thing that is a lot of fun that I agree with our roster change is moving Luis Robert down to the four hole. Yeah. That's where he should be. Yeah. He, it does feel like on paper you could put him at two and have him succeed. But with the way he looks when he's in the batter's box, you're like, that's the four hole. Yeah. That's our three hitter. Everyone's afraid of him when he when he steps into the box. Right. And somehow he feels the most intimidating in three or four. Yeah. So keep him there. And Johan, Johan coming back is so big for this team because he will single-handedly raise the average amount of pitches seen in and at bat mm -hmm. for the entire White Sox team. Right. Like the like when we went on a six game losing streak, the whole thing was that we were never working counts. We were making quick work for pitchers. Like there was one game where a pitcher had a four pitch inning. That's only happened like yeah. a minimum of times yeah. in MLB history. For sure. And yeah, there are times when being aggressive is good. But when you're really struggling, you got to see more balls. Yeah. And see more. Yeah. See more butts. Yes. Yeah, see more butts. <laughs> um, and I mean, like, yeah, sure. Like teams, if they, they if they're like disrespectfully attacking you, throwing like a fastball right down the pike. Yeah, absolutely. Swing at that mm -hmm. 10 times out of 10. But we're swinging at pitches 
high and away, low and in, like low average spots. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, why? Like you don't you don't have to. Right. TA and Jose both are playing um, like overly aggressive for people who are still trying to find their way. Yeah. And I get that. That's how you can fight back. But like Jose obviously has lost a step. Yeah. But then there that argument of that's how he always starts comes back. It's like, but this is with another year of age. Yeah. Like, yeah, it starts to worry you. Like you look at Joey Votto. Yeah. Dude, he is off to the most miserable start I've ever seen. Yeah. Like he's actually on pace to break Adam Dunn's strikeout record for oh, when he gross. was with the White Sox. Gross. Yeah. Dude. And they, they still have him in the everyday lineup. Yeah. Like, he couldn't be doing worse. And it's funny because he's like on TikTok now and stuff, like That's doing all great. this weird shit. That's great. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's. I love that argument of like, if an athlete's struggling, they shouldn't have a personal life, you know? Like yeah. whenever somebody, yeah. like when yeah. somebody strains. I just totally walked into that. No, like, I, I know uh, accidentally and not like you meaning for that to be the argument, but it is hilarious thing for like athletes who are struggling and they'll like go live on Twitch for some game. And it's like, why are you playing this game? Why aren't you working? Yeah. It's like, dude, aren't you like a bus boy? Why aren't you like picking up plates around your house? Exactly. You know, like <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, aren't you looking at like fucking computer screens? You yeah. loser. You're watching me play a game. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, like it's, it's so funny. Like yeah. there was just another video of like Kyrie was live playing some game and he was talking shit to the people in his comments. And it's like, that's what you sound like. It's like, let the guy fucking who cares, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, and if anything, like that could be their release from sports. Like for sure, because bro, if you're noticing it, one hundred percent, they are noticing it, and it's magnified probably ten to a hundred x. Yeah, for sure. And like, sure, the Reds are going nowhere fast. Like, hey, they won a series, but like against the Pirates. Yeah. Um. But dude, like that team. There's like nothing like they're talking about. They're already talking about trading Jonathan India. Yeah. This man is the reigning NL rookie of the year. Right. Like you're really blowing it up that hard. Like Hunter Green Mm -hmm. got the start today. And I mean, like he came out, he played against the Dodgers in his first start, struck out like eight guys throwing 103. Yeah. His velocity is down to like the mid nineties. That's like an eight mile an hour difference on a fastball. And you're like, his elbows fucked up and they're right. like, Nope, we're going to keep pitching him. And it's like, for what yeah. your team sucks. Poor K Y like, let the guy go back to triple a dominate, get his confidence back, bring him up when you have something respectable to put on a baseball field. Right. Aside from Tommy fam, who's killing it right now. Yeah. I always love seeing like one guy fucking showing out on the shit teams. Yeah. It's like, that's, the washed up dream. Yeah. Oh, it's it's actually the opposite of the washed up dream. Yeah, we want to be the be- we want to be the last. We, we want to be, be the twelfth man of yeah, the year. Yeah, I want that award. Yeah, I want to be Matt Thomas. Yeah. on a championship <laughs> caliber team. Yeah, it's the opposite. It's like, would you rather ha- be like Hall of Fame career numbers on a shit team, or some guy who sniffs one game a year on a championship team? Me? That's what I did. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. I ran a little bit on a state championship team. I don't know if my listeners know that I won a state championship. So did Brez. Well, he's got more than I do, but don't worry about it now. Water polo is a lot smaller than baseball. (laughs) 
Not at Fenwick, though. Now it is. <laughs> now it is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, for him to, like, jump out and be a bright spot in an organization that seems to be set on fire in the last two years. Yeah, because they were, they were really fucking good. They were like a dark horse, had a bunch of World Series bets on them two years ago. Yeah, and even now, last year. True. True. Very true. And now, like, you, you want to see, like... For somebody who doesn't watch a lot of baseball, like you want to know, like how the fuck does that happen? But you know, everybody baseball has so many different angles on how you can suck. Oh yeah, and literally everybody in the Reds organization is finding a separate way to do that. Yep. There's and a it lot. It starts of, with the owner, for sure. For sure, all of these problems do. It's like if you have a leaky pipe and you're a CEO, you're not the one going to fix that. But you should hire somebody to yeah. go fix it. Yeah. And usually you do because the rest of your organization is working under that leaky pipe. Yeah. And if you fix that, the atmosphere in the office is going to be better. Yeah. Rather than having it poor, poor, poor yeah. during your nine to five. Yeah. It's like, going to fuck up computers. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's going to be pissed. It's going right. to smell like mildew. Yeah. And you're the owner of your team doesn't have to go fix it on the field. Yeah. But he should find somebody who can. Yeah. And like that, that's what really burns my cookies. Fuck yeah. Tell him with Jerry Reinsdorf. It's like, uh, like, and it's, it goes back to like the Mets White Sox parallel where the Mets owner was finally forced to sell the team and they got this new guy who was like, fuck it. Let's shell out and let's get as much talent in here as possible. Mm. Fuck these washed up old players. Like they DFA'd. Robinson Cano and they owe him 40 fucking mil. Yeah. And they just cut his ass. Yeah. Because they were like, you know what? You're an actually, you're, you, you contribute nothing. You're actually a liability. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. And you know what? The Mets and Yankees first two teams in baseball to 20 wins. They beat the Dodgers to that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, and like, the, and it's funny because our Met, my like Mets fan friends are like, it's okay. Jerry's going to die soon. <laughs> like in the estate tax on that, they're going to have to sell either the Bucks or they're going to have to sell the Sox or the Bulls, one of them. I was like, please be the White Sox, like in the back yeah. of my mind, because yeah. there's there's no salary cap rules in baseball. We don't root for injury, yeah. but we might root for death. Yeah. Of natural <laughs> causes in a peaceful <laughs> manner. <laughs> Jera, I wouldn't mind seeing you go. Just away from the team. Yeah. Not, yeah, not just, from the world. Just away from the sell team. Sell the team, buy a beautiful yacht. Yeah. I'm sorry your wife is no longer with us. Maybe find a little sugar boo thing. Yeah. Go do your thing. Yeah. A million miles away from here. Sell the White Sox to Jeff Bezos. We will be the Amazon field White Sox. <laughs> And we are going to spend as much as the Dodgers and we will fucking win shit. Yeah. Aside from the AL Central, because it's like, (laughs) congrats, you're the tallest midget. Yeah, right. I mean, the other thing is like Byron Buxton still out. Like, yeah, Carlos Correa probably out for a long time. Like now is when we need to pounce and having four games against the Yankees at home this week. I'm like, I don't feel good. 
not great, bud, because mm-hmm. the Yankees are hitting and their pitching is great. Nestor Cortez had a fucking no-hitter going into the eighth inning or yeah. seventh inning. You know what sucks? Nestor to- Cortez wasn't even on an MLB roster last yeah. or until the middle of last year. And you know what else sucks is the blue ball of Aaron Judge not being happy in New York. Dude, I know. The left-handed bat. The White Sox are also a short porch. Yeah. He plays center field for the Yankees for half the games. Jesus Christ. Take a one-year rental on the guy. Why not? Could you imagine an outfield of Eloy if he was ever healthy? Yeah. Fuck it. Don't even bring Eloy into the equation. Judge, Robert. And Vaughn. And Vaughn. Dinger City. That is the Southside hitmen to the (laughs) nth degree. We might not catch a lot of balls, but no need when you score 14 and a half runs every game. Don't worry. Their outfield isn't either. (laughs) Like, yeah. Oh, my God. That would make me so hard. (laughs) The fandom in us can be bought with our imagination. Oh, yeah. And it's foolish. Yeah. But it, it just goes like we didn't fill major positions of need. Yeah. Again. I know. And Again. It's the same story. I know. In history. Over and over. Because Jerry's like, yeah, I don't have enough money to spend on the White Sox. You wanted a World Series before you died, bro. Now's your chance. Yeah. Seriously. Like, empty the pocketbook. We want one now. We need a fucking lefty. And you didn't go pay Kyle Schwarber. Like, you could have matched that contract easy. And he said he wanted to be back in Chicago in some capacity. Yeah. Match it. He probably comes here. For sure. Like, that would be crazy. I don't care if he hits 196, if he hits 45 fucking homers. Right. If he pulls a Yaz from last year. Yeah. Jesus Lord. And... Like, at least Yaz is starting to show signs of life by, like, actually making solid contact. Yeah. For the last, like, during that losing streak, it was like he was swinging a flaccid dick at the plate. Yeah, Jeez. a little spaghetti Christ. noodle. He was swinging with all of his might, and then the ball wasn't even making it to the pitcher's mound. And I was like, good Lord. Yeah. How do you fix this? You can't. Yeah. It's And it's the other thing is, like, is he showing his age? Yeah, I know. Because he's kind of old, too. Yeah. I mean, since we're looking up ages, I might as well plug that one in, too. I think he's 36. Oh, geez, that's going to be fun. <laughs> yes, you bastard. Who's calling? Connor Nelson. Hey, Connor. Hey, do you know who uh, Montrose golfing with? No, I don't. You're live on the Washed Up podcast, though. Oh, this is great. It's the guy at Ravens Hall called, and uh, I answered saying, what's up, Dr. Chris? It was the golf pro. Chris lost his phone on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's yeah, perfect. It's, yeah, it's actually, it's great. Wait, so does, uh, oh God, that sucks. Yeah, so I was hoping you knew who he was with, but. No, I think he's actually solo. <laughs> even better. Yeah, that's even funnier. Oh, that's brutal. I know. I wonder if he's going to get his phone back. Probably not, but. I mean, he's if it's in the weekend right now. Oh, he nah, he's either tweaking or he has not a care in the world, and he's shooting like four under par right now. Yeah, but it would be the it would be better if he was absolutely tweaking. And he's imploding on the course, <laughs> and he's driving <laughs> he's driving the holes backwards to see where his yeah. phone is. Oh, uh, that'd be great. Well, all right. Well, I'll see you in Chris. an hour. Yeah, and good luck, Chris. Yeah, good luck, Chris. All, all right, right, brother. Good luck. See ya. 
<laughs> wow, he has a deep voice. Yeah. He's also hilarious. Yasmani Grandal is 33 years old. Okay, that's better than I thought. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think we always take a little, and Jose is 35, but we always take a little too much time on the White Sox because, uh, one, Brady and James aren't here to stop us. Mm-hmm. But somehow we got to find a way. And the, the lineup that we're putting out is always appealing now. With yeah. Johan back, Joe Kelly back, we always feel a little bit more comfortable when that happens. And shocker, Eloy's not here yet. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we can't get healthy, we can't stay healthy, and we can't put the team out that we thought we would have at this point in the year. And our worries are valid because it's happened every, every year, year since yeah. we've had the guys that we've been looking forward to. But what else can we talk about? <laughs> because yeah. I can't take any more White Sox. I mean, the Cubs are dead. They yeah. dfa Schwindel, Schwindel, whatever. Schwindel. He's fucking swindling them out of a contract. They DFA'd him to AAA. Nobody picked him up. He's back with the team a day later. And they're starting some guy that I've literally never heard of at first base against the Dodgers. I went to the game, the the first game of the doubleheader with my brother-in-law. And I was just excited to go see the Dodgers. It was like the... And all stars versus the Chicago Cubs, and it was it was literally like an MLB the Show game. Yeah, where it just got out of hand so quickly. Right, the and nine to zero game. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like wow, Clayton Kershaw is throwing a gem. Yeah, and my brother in law bet on the Cubs, and I was like, tough buddy. You and he was like, let's leave by the eighth inning, and I was like, okay, I hear. You. Yeah, I get. You. And I was like, I kind of want to see if the Kershaw throws a complete game. They were up so much, they pull him out. And yeah. I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. He got the win already. But he had like, I think, 80 pitches through seven full innings. And, and I was another like, guy that like had that little spurt of, is he happy in Los Angeles? And White Sox are nowhere in contention anymore. Yeah. It's like, yeah. go find the unhappy guys and make them happy before they realize you're happy where you are. Yeah. Cattell Marte. Give them, like, because I just brought us point, back to the Sox. <laughs> yeah. Like, if we're not going to play Jake Berger every day, yeah, give him to a franchise that will. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't fit their timeline. They called up Dalton Varsho, Alec Thomas, like, all of their guys from AAA that were, like, highly regarded prospects. They're calling up. They're actually doing okay. Mm-hmm. And, like... Get the one guy on their roster that is in complete win-now mode yeah. as one of the best second basemen in baseball and take him and put him on a team that is in desperate fucking need for a second baseman. Yeah. The thing is, like, they know, like, we know their asking price is going to be high because we need one so bad. Yeah. If we didn't need one that bad, it wouldn't be as high. Right. Um, news broke today that DeGrom is going to the 60-day DL. Oh, so he's not even coming back until after the All-Star, the All-Star game. Yeah. Sheesh. More Sheesh. credence to my DeGrom as a closer. For sure. Absolutely. That is coming more and more real. Like, it, it definitely should, but, like, 
there's no average Joe in the manager's office any like yeah. at all. So, dude, like, a- has he ever had any like crazy blow up innings in his career? Not really. Like, no. so to me, every game that he pitches, the other team scores at most two to three runs, and he strikes out a billion guys. Yeah, yeah. Put up double digit strikeouts every game. Why yeah. not? And I mean, like their rotation is sick as it is, because mm-hmm. like Carlos Carrasco is just like good again, good and smart. Tyler McGill, like the guy who replaced the Grom in the rotation, sick. Max Scherzer always has been and will be sick. Yeah, I don't even know the other guys, but they're doing well. Yeah, right. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, something fun that came into the world is that there is a real-life Happy Gilmore. What? There is a man who is trying to make the PGA Tour whose name is Happy Gilmore. Is he, like, good at golf, though? He's trying to be good at golf. He's good He's good right now, but he's trying to make the PGA Tour. Oh, my God. That will actually pull... If that he, will pull me in, I will watch him play every round. I let me see if he is currently on like a uh, if he goes to college because if he does, right, if he's currently in college right now, NIL deal, you don't have to be good at golf yeah. anymore. Yeah. You can be a John Daly and go to driving ranges and work yeah, on that. Long drive yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he's from Bloomington, Indiana. Um, yeah, he's in high school right now in Bloomington. Oh, my God. The if parents, he, if they didn't put him in golf as, like, a two-year-old, yeah, they so, were doing it wrong. So his first name is Landon, and his nickname is Happy. Yeah. Which that is amazing. props to the parents. Yeah. Either he made that up, or they were like, this has to be. Lean into the skid. Right. Like, it... it Life's too life's too long not to make the joke. Yeah. It's the longest thing we'll ever experience. I hate the life is short thing. It's really, really long. It's really long. Yeah. Um, but it, change your first name on your birth certificate to Happy. Yeah. Landon, never met him. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Landon's such like a cheese ball name too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever met a Landon that I liked. I don't know how many Landons I've ever actually met. I don't know if I have met a Landon. I don't think I have either. No, but I have been on land. Yeah. Land on. Land land, land I'm on. <laughs> so that's true. Man, we really need Brady and James. Yeah. <laughs> Brady and James, we miss you guys. Um, final thoughts. He I would Bet who if in the perfect world scenario who gives this real life Happy Gilmore an nil deal out the ass? I feel like it has to be Subway. No, it's got to be Adam Sandler's movie company. Oh, ha- <laughs> Madison Production, Happy Madison Production. Yes, yes, that'd be fucking hilarious, dude. If, if he goes to a college golf tournament in a Bruins jersey, it would be electric. Oh my. god. God, it has to happen, right? Holy shit! He what? He's col- got to go to Boston College, yeah. Harvard, MIT. What, what? I hope the kid's smart. Oh my God! What? what Boston t- University. He either has to go to a Boston school or he has to go to a school whose colors are black and gold. And that start with a B. Yeah. Or Wake Forest because it's like kind of on. It's part. like close enough. Yeah. 
Wow. We need to talk about we, a we should approach this one. kid to we be his should. agent. We uh, it completely changed the trajectory of our lives by changing the trajectory of his. Yeah, Even fuck though, it. We will put a collar on that jersey. Yeah, if that's a requirement for the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need a collared shirt. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a collared jersey. Yeah. So welcome to the show, kid. Um, but that's super cool. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, an eighty to one won the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, that was bananas. Yeah, I wish I could have watched it. I was working. Yeah, I didn't my see weekends it are no longer existent. Yeah, that's so sad. It's okay. Hopefully, I make money. Yeah, it's a fun place to work. I haven't met a bad person yet there, so that's great. That's fantastic. Good vibes. Good vibes. Great vibes. Great. Good vibrations. Marky Mark and the Funky Punch. Uh, F one came to the United States. Pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Um, have you watched the show at all on Netflix? No, I've only heard good things. And I know one person who went and I was like, aren't the tickets like 25 grand? Yeah, my cousin Joe, I ran into my own cousin, shockingly, in uh, Oak Brook. Mm-hmm. And like out of nowhere, I was like, why am I surprised to see my cousin? We're related. Um, but he was like, yeah, I needed to get like new clothes for... Uh, Miami. I was like, whoa, you're going to Miami? And he's like, yeah, it's a work thing. We're going to the new, the F1 race in Miami. Where the fuck does he Yeah, work? right. And I was like, you guys hire it? Yeah. <laughs> Can I, was, I work there? Yeah, right. And uh, apparently his boss was like, yeah, just dress like you're, you know, going to a ball game. And Joe's like, I feel like that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you dress like you're going to the Kentucky fucking Derby, bro. <laughs> Which funny enough, Same 24, weekend. 24 hours yeah. away from each other. Imagine like being so cool that you can go to both of those things. Oh man, that talk about at some point in my life, I wish I could have the bankroll that I could do that. Right. Realistically, it's not. Uh, realistically, it will happen. Brez, positive vibes, positive vibes. Um, there, the video of uh, Jordan hugging Tom Brady. That was awesome. Had to be Brady's wet dream. Yeah. Like I, he I just feel wanted like to put his body right in the middle. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I wish he was here to talk about it because that must have been like, mm, like long lost family members. Yeah, like seeing each other for the first time. He's like my two dads. Right, exactly. Yeah. Dads, you finally worked it all out. Let's get rings together. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So great. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to call it here. Uh, tell Brady and James that we miss them. Um, we're going to tell them. But uh, final thoughts, White Sox in four. Cubs will figure it out in eventually in the history of time, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bulls, if we don't get rid, if we do get rid of Zach Levine, it better be to bring in another big name. Yeah. If we get rid of him for no reason and bring in somebody meh, very That's sad. So Let's just lame. keep Zach Levine at that point. Yep. Uh, the Bears. Oh, Kevin Rogers' hot take of the century. Mark it down right here. Everybody get your pens and pencils out. Kevin Rogers says that Cole Komet will be a Pro Bowl tight end and the Bears will win 11 games. I yeah. agree with one of those things. I, I agree with zero of those things just so it happens. Because if I hop on board with it, it won't happen. Okay. All right. Um, Blackhawks are still playing hockey in our minds. They are not currently. Um, The Florida Panthers are blowing themselves at the knee. Uh, What is that saying? I just didn't say the right thing. Blew themselves out at the knee? Cutting them off at the knee? Yeah, Yeah. cutting them off at the knee. Nice. Rock on. Cutting them off in bumper-to-bumper traffic. Uh, Chris Montroy, friend of the program, is a big Panthers guy. Hope you find your phone and the Panthers win. 
I got a softball game. Give me your love. I'm going to hit a home run. Try to. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun. And it's been good. It's been good. It has. Love you guys. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go White Sox. Stay hydrated. The sun's out in Chicago and it's 90 degrees. And I'm wearing pants. (laughs) This has been Season 7, Episode 3 of the Washed Up Podcast. Music by Pat Mallers and Charlie Foreman, as always. Stay blessed. Thank you, friends. Peace, love, and happiness. Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. We're singing along with the set of light shows. I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shotty trying to come through to kick it like kung fu. On the block cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody want to be like me. I cha-cha real smooth. do 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 I break rules and race roofs. Sip great goose with great juice. I make moves and I make the music. And ain't loose, homie. To the wrong tie, can't sink, it's all dry. Land, one day you gotta learn to fly. Curve the clock, cook it up, serve it hot. Shorty thick like a car bomb, oh lord, won't quit till it's all mine. On God, I've been steady trying to get in my way. It's the only way that I get down. Ever since I focused on my mind, stay. Get it, 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 get it,